You are listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with Anna Charles, episode 52. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast, where I show you how to stop over drinking in 90 days without missing out on life. If you're not an alcoholic, but fed up with saying yes to a drink when you mean to say no, you're in the right place. Hey all, welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm going to talk about what happens when you think your friends don't understand what you're doing when you plan to change your relationship with alcohol. Now this can be an area that can be quite fraught with angst and as we're coming up to the party season when there's going to be a lot of peer pressure to drink, I thought this would be a great one to schedule for now. How this typically goes is you decide you want to look at your relationship with alcohol. Perhaps you have wanted to make a change for a while and you've decided that now is the time. But maybe you're afraid that the people closest to you don't get it, right? That they won't understand what's going on. Because I find that people have a lot of opinions to offer when it comes to alcohol. They'll say things like, oh, come on, you're fine. You don't need to do this. And why are you doing this at this time of year? You're nuts. You're being much too hard on yourself and making such a fuss unnecessarily. Everybody drinks a bit too much, especially at this time of year. You don't drink any more than me. Come on, what are you on about? All of this and more can feel really awkward. The other factor that plays into this is perhaps you might already be scared as to how relationships are going to change and what that might be like. The number of people who tell me they're really nervous about relationships with spouses or even good friends when, you know, they'll crack a bottle of wine open together and that's part of, of the rhythm of what they do and what will happen if they want to stop drinking, right? It's just really what will happen. It's like, you know, it's, it's, I don't know land. These are real concerns that I hear. So maybe you're feeling already a little bit mm, iffy. You know, you want to make the change. Not entirely confident you know how. Well, you will know how if you listen to the podcast. But maybe you're not entirely confident about your ability to do this. And then other people are going to come up. And they're going to show up with all their own thoughts and feelings about what you're doing. And this can feel extremely challenging. The first thing I want to offer is that people are going to have opinions about this, about you changing your relationship with alcohol or even your plan to do so. Full stop. They just will. It's no different really, just as they have opinions about lots of things that you do in your life. It's just how it goes. They're going to have opinions about who you marry, about what you wear, about how you raise your children, about how you decorate your house, about the kind of car that you drive they're going to have opinions about everything and they won't always share their opinions with you but you can be sure they're having them incidentally just as you are going to be having opinions about your friends too whether you share them or not but here's the thing with alcohol that i see is different people feel they can just come out and say their opinions and they feel justified in being able to tell you to your face where you're going wrong or you know why you shouldn't be doing this or that so so that's just going to happen and so for you to want to be in a place where people and here I'm talking when I talk about people I'm talking mainly about close friends right close friends 
husbands, wives, that kind of thing. If you are expecting these people to be only supportive of your choices and the changes you want to make around your drinking, well, I'm afraid that's a bit unrealistic. Now, sure, some will be supportive and others may come around in time, but there are others who are just going to tell you straight to your face, you know, you're nuts and they may just never accept what you're doing. One of the things I work on in the very early days with my clients is identifying what they control around alcohol. Now, this is powerful because it often turns up a lot more than we ordinarily think we control, right? Because when when people are feeling a little bit wobbly around alcohol, they often tell me they feel very out of control. So we start with what do you control? But here's the thing, something that's never ever on this list, I haven't yet seen someone submit that to me, is that they control what other people think, right? We kind of, we get that, we understand that, and yet, and yet we still kind of tie ourselves up in knots when we realize that people are having maybe less than positive or supportive thoughts about what we are trying to do. So that's something to really take on board. Not everybody is going to be supportive. Not everybody's going to think it's a cool and a good idea what you're doing. Even if you could list a million reasons under the sun, some are just never going to be supportive of that. And you trying to get them to that place where they are supporting you is frankly a waste of energy. Because still, even if you did the best job ever, and even if they told you what you wanted to hear, you still don't ever really control what they think. But here's the thing, you actually don't even need them to be supportive of you for you to succeed anyway. Far, far, far more important is what you want for yourself and how you're thinking about yourself. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you likely want to change your drinking. So what matters more than anything is about what is right for you. So ask yourself, what do you want? Decide that for yourself and own it. Only you know how much you want to drink and how you want this to look. And you are the only one who really needs to be on board with that and with how you get to decide what you want for your future relationship and how with alcohol and how you want that to look. Getting everybody else on board and aligned and in agreement with you and your friends, your family, or you know, your drinking buddies is just not necessary. So that's where I really want to start. I want you to own the authority that you have over yourself. You have this already today right? This is so important. But like I say, so people are going to have opinions about this, right? About the changes you're going to make to your drinking. And what matters is what you make other people's opinions mean. So switch the focus from everybody else to you, right? Say to yourself, say out loud to yourself in the mirror, I want to focus on me and my goals not to drink or my goals to cut back, or my goals to only drink during at the weekends, or my goals to only drink at celebrations. Instead of thinking about everybody else and what everybody else will be doing, and whether that's right, and whether you should do what they do. No, follow yourself. This is how we turn the power back to ourselves and let go of what spouses and other friends are doing. It's kind of like flipping the mirror, right? As I said, spoke before about flipping the camera flipping the camera, flipping the mirror and looking at ourselves. It's like, okay, 
I know I want to drink less. So how can I focus on that for me right now? And how can I let go and not worry about what other people are doing or saying? Just stop paying attention to things like, you know, if you're asking yourself questions like, do they think I'm making the right choice? Do they like what I'm doing? Are they happy with what I'm doing? Are they supportive of what I'm doing? Because worrying about all of that takes your attention away from your goals and from you. It is a distraction. So that's what you don't want to do. You don't want to obsess and worry about what other people are thinking about your drinking. That really is the biggest time and energy suck of them all. It's none of their business what you do with alcohol. No, not even your spouse. It really isn't. If somebody is super curious and inquisitive and maybe even a little bit, you know, pushing the boundaries in terms of wanting to know what's going on and if you feel like they're kind of tracking you, you know, is she going to drink yet? Why isn't she drinking? What happens, I find, is that when we cut back, we're kind of like this threat to other people. It's like, oh, you're going to change your relationship with alcohol what on earth does that mean for me? Does this mean that you're going to make me drink less as well? Are you going to judge me if I'm drinking? Gosh, I'm now going to feel really super uncomfortable because you're sitting there with something alcohol-free and I've got this large glass of wine in front of me. And actually what's happening happening is that they're worried about it, what it means for them. They are thinking about themselves when they're quizzing you and prodding you and judging you and all those other things. They're not thinking so much about you and what you're drinking. It's like they're worried and they're feeling threatened about what it's all going to mean for them. So just remember that when you go into it. It's okay to say no. It's okay for other people to have thoughts and reactions to this. It's okay for them to express these reactions if they do. Totally okay. But I want you to ask yourself, what am I thinking about what other people think about my drinking? Get that? What am I thinking about what other people are thinking about my drinking? So it's a real hands-off relationship there. And write that down and look at the story you are telling yourself about your ability to cut back and the role that other people are playing in you cutting back. What really matters in your brain when you hear their opinions is what do you make them mean? Now, how does that look in real life? Well, people are going to say things like, what are you making a fuss about? You don't drink too much. Or maybe they'll say, you don't drink any more than me and I'm a normal drinker. Or maybe they'll say, you're such a party pooper. You're being way too hard on yourself. Live a little. Go on, you deserve it. What are you making all this mean? Because whether you're aware of it or not, You are, right now, having thoughts and feelings about all of this commentary. Just as we have thoughts and feelings about whether we're going to have a drink tonight or whether we're going to be able to stick to our guns this evening or whether we are being too hard on ourselves and whether we should just live a little and not worry about this so much. Right? We're having thoughts and feelings about all of this stuff. All of it. And when people give us their opinions on what we're doing, maybe you do feel that you need to explain why it is what you're doing or maybe you get a little angry and you think or say out loud you know why can't you just support me why can't you just be there for me I see this particularly with spouses you know why can't my husband or wife just support me I mean they know how much this means to me it's not fair 
They just don't understand how I find it so hard to cut back even though they don't. And then they just sit there and carry on drinking in front of me. Right? They carry on buying the wine that they know is a huge temptation for me. Right? So whether it's worrying about what other people are thinking or what they're doing or what they're going to tell us about our drinking or whether we're in the grip of feeling outraged or frustrated at why they can't just support our choices or maybe just while we're trying to convince them can we convince them really earnestly why we need to do this? Or maybe, and this is this is actually so common, maybe we're feeling embarrassed and ashamed of what they might be thinking about our drinking. I see this a lot with work colleagues, if you know people think you might be knocking it back a bit too much. Maybe they're thinking, well, yeah, you do have a problem. Now, all of that, all of those thoughts that they are having, that you're thinking they are having about your drinking, all of this, all of this energy and worry we're expending is on things outside of us, on things that we don't control. It's on other people. And I tell you what, it's exhausting. And it's also pointless because not only is it not possible to control other people, it actually gets in the way of making a habit change because a habit change is totally an inside job. It's all down to you and the decisions that you make and those decisions are entirely yours. And here's the cool thing. You actually don't need a reason to change. You can just decide. I just want to do this. People frequently ask me whether they're drinking too much and they tell me how many units or they tell me how they stack up against, you know, the NHS guidelines or the government guidelines or this or this or this. And they say, you know, is this too much? And what should I drink? And how much should I be drinking? And my response is always the same. I say it comes down to the results you're getting in your life. If you're not happy with your results, then maybe you want to make a change. It's up to you. And you don't need a reason for it. You can just decide. Even if you're only drinking, you know, very, very minimally. If you're not enjoying it, And if you're not getting the results you like, you can just decide you don't need a reason to change your drinking. You really don't. You can just decide you're an adult human with free will. You don't need any evidence why you have a problem. You don't need any thoughts about why this is such a a big deal that you're making this decision. No, you can just decide from one day to the next. So really, you see, it doesn't matter whether your friends understand or don't understand you when you want to make this change. You can just decide what feels right for you. Now, here's another reason why giving away your power to other people, and by that I mean, you know, by you listening and thinking about what they're thinking and gauging and adjusting your behavior based on that. All of doing this, it actually prevents us from changing not just because it's an inside job, as I said just now, but because people are actually always going to disappoint us when the time comes, right? Because other people have to be motivated themselves to make changes or they have to be motivated to support you or they have to be motivated to not buy the wine or do all those things that you want them to do, you're trying to control them to do, right? And they just might not play ball. But the good news is you don't need them to for you to change yourself. When you focus on you and you yourself and I, 
and you get to the root of why you're over drinking, you're going to learn to pause and process and interrupt the cycle and work through the urges. And this is all the sort of thing I teach my clients. And you're going to become very powerful and you become the one who's like, well, I'm responsible for doing this. Right? I'm the boss of me. It's one thing one of my children used to say, actually, they say, you're not the boss of me, mum. How right they were. We laugh about it, but how right they were, right? You are the boss of you, right? If you turn around and say, I'm going to focus on me and then I'm going to get to decide what I want to do, just like all adults are able to do. I need no reason for this. I need no justification for this. And I don't need to run this past anybody else, right? Now, there is so much freedom in seeing that people are going to have opinions about your drinking no matter what, right? But that's okay. Doesn't matter if they're supportive or not. Doesn't matter if they're judgmental or not. None of that matters. But what it's time to work on is for you to figure out, have I got my own back? How do I keep my energy and my time focused on me? How can I honor my commitments to me? How can I talk the slapdowns, the, the talking down to myself, the why are you such an idiot? Why did you do that again? Right? I So much of this is about learning to really trust yourself and be true to yourself and have that level of commitment. Building your trust in yourself is powerful. When you say you're going to do something, being able to follow through on that is all about, I think, integrity. And it feels so good. Having that in yourself around alcohol is very powerful. Many people I work with have this sense of integrity and trust and commitment with their work with their commitments to their family members, to many areas of your, their lives, but not around alcohol, right? And I teach how to do this because it feels so good. And you, this is an inside job again. Now you don't need anybody else to feel okay about this. It's totally up to you. If you want to say no tonight, so here's how this works, how this sort of plays out in practice. If you want to say no tonight to a drink, you're going to go to a party, you're going to say no. Do you have your own back? right? When your friend moans and whinges and, you know, wheedles and tries to get you to change your mind. If you want to drink just one, when you go out with your drinking buddies, right? Rather than getting into a drinkathon, how do you have your own back? How are you prepared to commit and stick to those goals that you have for yourself in a good way? And if you do want to drink, here's the other side of the coin. If you want to drink, how are you going to have your own back and feel good about your decision. Drinking isn't a bad thing. Drinking isn't, a, you know, not drinking isn't some saintly thing. It is what you make it to be. And the key question is, are you going to have your own back on the decisions that you make for yourself? It's really a matter of deciding that your opinion matters more than anybody else's, which I know for a lot of people feels really weird because it's all about putting yourself first. And we're kind of sort of, uh, that's all viewed a little bit negatively these days, I see. I mean, we're always sort of being urged and encouraged to be thinking about others, right? That's what society teaches us. And sure, there's a place for that. I'm not talking about, you know, it's my way or the highway to the exclusion of all else. But to put yourself first and what you need for yourself is not selfish, it's about looking out for yourself. It's about giving yourself what you need. 
so that you can be in the best place in your life. And if you're in the best place in your life, then my friend, you are going to be offering others more anyway, right? You're going to be a better place to help others if that's what you want to do. The only thing that matters is the question, do I think I'm making the right choice for me? Do I like what I'm doing? Am I happy with the decisions that I'm making? And if you're not, that's where we get to work, right? But if you're not, that is not about making decisions based on or modifying your decisions based on what somebody else is telling you or what you think somebody else is thinking or how you want somebody else to think about you. Having your own back is really about trusting that only you, only you are the person that will ever know what is best for you. And to do that, it means you have to be willing to listen to what's working. And I do a lot of, spend a lot of time talking about what's going on in our bodies, assessing the moment, the emotions we're feeling, and deciding, you know, how we're going to be responding to those motion, emotions and whether drinking is the right thing or not, the best thing for us, even if we've planned, even if we're, you know, with good intention, we're being very intention and mindful, maybe drinking isn't the best thing for us at certain times based on how life plays out but to do that it means you have to be willing to listen to what's working and what's not when it comes to your drinking and to not worry about what others think right having your own back means accepting that people are not always going to agree about the decisions that you make when it comes to drinking and that that's okay you don't have to get you know frantic about it Other people may have different opinions and that's okay. It doesn't mean that you're making the wrong choice for you. It just means you have different thoughts to them. If someone disagrees with you, you can just stop and say, you know what, I respect that that's your opinion, right? It's a very neutral place to be. That's your opinion, but this is what I'm going to do. I've decided. You don't need to defend it and you don't need to explain yourself or try to convince them, but just decide it for yourself and have your own back and be willing to commit to it because that's the key here at some point and this happens by the way in all areas of our life you have to decide which set of thoughts you're going to live by are they going to be somebody else's or are they going to be your own and maybe you don't know what your own are I've been there myself so spend some time some quiet time just really sitting and listening to your thoughts you can do it about all sorts of different subjects not just alcohol but here's the thing whatever you decide whatever relationship you want to have with alcohol you have to decide first to have your own back that's the most important thing even if your friends don't understand it all right that's it for today and just before I wind up here, on a quick reminder, I have my Black Friday offers running until midnight on the 3rd of December. Go ahead and snag a deal. These will, some of them um, are capped as well, and some of them have already gone. So you want to take a look quickly if you want to have one of these. If you've been thinking about this for a while, now is the time. You can go to 90dayslater.co forward slash BF sale and there you'll find the three offers that I have for you. Okay, uh, that's it. I'll see you next week. If you like what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take the work further and achieve total freedom around alcohol, let's talk. 
I help my clients stop reaching for that first glass of wine the moment 6pm rolls around and they don't miss out on life. And we do it in 90 days. The effect is permanent. Email me for more information on anna at 90dayslater.co. And if you did enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast.